0: Woman of God. Thank you. Uh, Brother Armando, I know how to hold the microphone now. (laughs) If we could just take a moment and just enjoy the presence right now and just ask God to have his way, ask God to renew us. Ask God just to be in the monks' midst of us. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you so much. By the word of our testimony, we are here because you drew us out. You drew us out from ourselves. And you pulled us under you, Lord God. And we just we just want you to have your way in this place. We just thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's a sweet presence, you know. I'm a rowdy person, so. uh, But a sweet presence. Um, First, I want to thank some people in here. I want to thank the Bonas. And Bishop Bonas is not here. And I want to thank the Ds, um, my leaders, for the past 21 in 17 years they have invested so much into me even standing up here let alone walking still walking through the door I can't thank them enough because um, they, they had faith in me when they really shouldn't have they didn't look at what they were seeing instead they just relied on what God told them to cover me to keep loving me And so because of that, I'm grateful. And um, if you don't have conversations with your pastors on a weekly basis, then you're missing out. You're missing out what the Lord has for you through them. You're missing out on the word that God has given them specifically for you. They don't just stand up here. They actually, God speaks to them specifically for you. Um, I want to give honor to my spiritual mom. Sister Sister Eliza. So the Lord removed her from the Philippines just for me. (laughs) Uh, She she came to America and she met my father. They got married. And I didn't know at the time she was a godly woman. Uh, At that time she, you know, was not living for the Lord. Um, but uh, when the Lord started calling me, he had called her back pretty much around the same time. And so when we bumped heads and this woman, um, you know, I, I was a murmurer, and I'm still repenting to these, these days that I murmur and I ask God to forgive me, especially during this pandemic, forgive me for my murmuring. Back then, I was a murmur, and all Eliza wanted to do is tell me just trust in God. That's the only answer she ever had, and I used to yell at her. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand what I'm in and what I got to go home to, and she just would say, no, no, I don't, but God does. <laughs> and so um, so I want to honor her today, today. For allowing the Lord to leave her family in the Philippines to come to minister to someone like me. So, if we could just give Eliza some honor right now. (laughs) Um, So, God has laid, He's been laying some things on my heart, and uh, it's not easy. But when he just keeps telling you over and over and over again, and then he tells you, I love my people so much. He says, you have to tell my people. So if we could just stand, we're going to actually go to Numbers 14. And I'm going to read a few different scriptures out of there. Um, And then we're going to go to 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. If everyone's there, say amen. amen. All right. So we're gonna to go to Numbers 14. We're gonna start at Scripture 9. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defenses departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with. Stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke Me, and how long will it err? They believe Me all, for all the signs which I have showed among them. And if we could go down to twenty-one, and this is the Lord. Uh, But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all those men which have seen my glory and all my miracles, which I did in Egypt and the wilderness and have tempted me, now these ten times have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto them their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and he followed me fully him, will I bring him into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. And if we can go down to um, 30, doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make ye dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. And if we can just travel on over to Timothy, Second Timothy 1 verse 7, fear not, God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Can we just pray for a moment? Let God have his way with his word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Remove all of me right now, Lord God. Let your spirit have dominion in this place, Lord God. Let your spirit speak to the people, Lord God. Let us receive what you want us to know, Lord God. Let us be of sound mind today, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Remove the flesh, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so we're going to call this, um, renew your faith in the Lord. It's time to renew the faith in the Lord. Um, so let's talk about numbers. Let's talk about the children of Israel and my knee hurts today. So if you could just pray for me, if you see me wobble, pray. Um, if you see me, you know, I, I get excited about the Lord, the word. And so when I talk, I tend to talk about the whole thing. So it, I don't always put it together, but I'm so excited. I have so many things to talk about what the Lord is showing me, so I tend to go off. So if I do that, just silently say, come together, Sister Dawn. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> um, but okay, so the children of Israel, how do they come out of Egypt, right? They, the, the thing about the, the children of Israel is that when they came into the wilderness, they had enough faith to put blood on their door. Who does that? How would you feel right now if, if someone said, "Go put the, the Lord wants you to go take blood and put it on the door? Would you do that? Be honest. I would think they're crazy. <laughs> we're not gonna put blood on my front door? But they had that faith. Yeah. They knew that commandment was from God. They knew God said, put the blood on the door. So they did because they knew that God is getting ready to do something. He's getting ready to move us out of here. He's getting ready to move us out of captivity. And so, as he, and so they had faith to do that they have seen that he departed the red sea they have seen all his miracles he killed the firstborn of the egyptians just for them he did all these things and they are still willing to go into the wilderness they were still willing and, he, and his his thing was just come just follow me i have a land set aside just for you just for you and so they're gung-ho even though they murmured they had some issues You know there's times they tempted god and the word tempt in the bible it means not to trust it means to disobey that's what that means when you see that word tempted it took me many years to figure that out but because i think you can't tempt god but that's what that means in there um and so here they are um miriam miriam died you know she she was a great name in the children of israel until she murmured against the man of god And then you don't hear about her no more. Um, All these things are happening, but God is still, you know, we have a merciful God. He's still saying, come on, come on, come on, you know, keep, keep coming. So then they get to the edge, right here. They're right here, right here. He told them to go in. He didn't want to send men in. The people said send men in. You know, he, okay, okay, I'll send the men in. So two people, only two people came back and said, the land is good. The land is from the Lord. 10 people said, no, no, the land is not. But here we have these two pleading, but the Lord's already told you. He already told you this was your land. He already gave you that promise. What do you think you left Egypt for? You knew this was coming. You knew this was a day. And yet you get to the edge and say, no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't go. I'm scared. The people are bigger. I can't go, we're we're gonna be destroyed. And so this time the Lord said, That's enough. That's enough. He says, doubtless you will not enter into my promised land. Because this is what he's been trying to do all this time. Just give them, show them who he is, show them his goodness, and that they still. So, because of this, God became very angry because they feared. Because of fear. And I don't know if there's a, I felt a theme this morning with Sister Doreen talking, Pastor Dee's talking about trusting in the Lord, fear not. And this is what he's been putting on my heart to tell the people. So we're at the edge. (laughs) We're at the edge, brothers and sisters of God. We're at the edge. And because of children, because Israel was murmured and because they said, no, we can't do it, The Lord was so angry, he said, you know, he could have smite them. He could have killed them right then and there. But Moses pleaded with him, don't do that because then you're going to look bad. You're going to look bad, God. I mean, can you imagine saying that to the Lord? (laughs) Like, you're going to look bad. But that's exactly what Moses was saying. You're going to look bad to these people. So the Lord said, okay, but as long as I live, people will know my glory. And so because there's still other generations, he didn't want to kill off people, period. So because of that, he told them they're going to have to wander. You're going to have to wander until you are dead and gone. You're going to have to wander because you still have Egypt on top of you. That fear is stopping you from giving you what I gave you, and that makes me mad. So you're not going to have it. You're not going there. But I'm going to still wander because I, see I still need these little ones that are coming up. I need these little ones that are coming up to be taught the word. I need these little ones to reverence me. I need these little ones to carry on my name. And so here are the children, children of Israel, because in all actuality, that's not good. It's not good um, that they were wandering. <laughs> they might still think in their delusion mind, we're, we're blessed. Well, you are, but God's taking care of you, but you're not going anywhere. You're just going around in circles you're just going around in circles, you are not going in the promised land because of fear, because of fear. And so when we look at, when we look at the children of Israel, we can compare that to what's happening right now. Um, uh, I have been talking to Pastor Dees about how God has been just showing me things and showing me about the cloud. You know, God's cloud, that's God, that's the glory. That's the Shekinah glory. And they were led by his cloud they were able to wake up at night and see his cloud and move because if they the cloud moved then they moved if the cloud stopped they stopped and then there's the manna right the manna the the hated manna nobody liked manna but it was God's promise just like our his word that's his word I'm gonna take care of you while we're in this wilderness I'm gonna feed you my word that's what the manna represented so when the cloud stopped the cloud stopped when they got into the promised land their very first feast you don't hear about it anymore and you don't hear about any manna they didn't eat it they got where god was bringing them to so um somewhere along the line they felt the need to fear the world rather than god they felt they felt that I'm, I, I'm not going to trust you. I've seen you do all these things, but I still can't trust you. And there's going to come a point where God is going to say, well, you know what, if you don't want it, the next person does. Exactly. It's going to come to that point. These little ones coming up, these little ones, I'm going to let you wander. I'm not going to let you have, your clothes are going to be tattered. I'm not going to let you go hungry. I'm not going to let you do any of these things. But these children coming up are going to want to know who I am. Exactly. These children that are coming up, you don't want it, that's fine. I'm just going to let you wander, but don't think you're going into the promised land. Don't think you're going into the promised land. It's like just being deceived. Okay, I'm just going to wander around. So here we are at the edge, and God even says, get away from the edge. Get away from the edge. And the crazy thing about it is, is he, Moses was getting ready to die, and he allowed Moses to see this beautiful land. And he told, you know, Moses, your predecessor is going to be Joshua. You know, I love Joshua. Um, There's so many messages in Joshua, and I could just go on a tangent, but I won't. But the example with Joshua is when the children of Israel, um, when they finally got done dying, (laughs) I don't know how else to put it, when Egypt was finally killed, and there were new ones coming, and Moses died. The very first thing the Lord does before he brings them in, because he, he, he already commanded Joshua to be the one to bring them in. And so he pulls Joshua to the side. And I love it. And I know a lot of you, the Lord has done it to you, and I just love it when he pulls me to the side. I'm like, yes. Because <laughs> you know he's going to talk to you. It's specific for you. So that's what he did with Joshua before he allowed Joshua to bring his people into the land. And we're going to go to Joshua 1 right now. We're going to see what the Lord says about them entering in the land. And this is so serious. And the seriousness of it is that God has got me to the point where I'm like, I fear nothing. I fear nothing. And I I feel bad because um, the type of life that I lived, and we won't go into detail, but I lived a life where I seen everything, so really I don't fear a whole lot. I've had guns put to my head, just saying. So I've, I've been there in the world. I don't fear what they can do to me anymore. I fear not going into heaven with the Lord. I fear my salvation. So And that's a gift from God. And it it's not, you know, um, I'm just going to go off because this is what I feel right now. Um, recently, through this pandemic, um, God has shown me some things about my life. I used to always say, woe is me. I've had a rough life to what the world says. But when I look now and I look at the people in the world that are scared of what's happening with the pandemic or with the world going in chaos, I thank God for going through what he allowed me to go through. I thank God that, that he allowed me to see some of the things I've seen. I thank God that he allowed three men to put a gun to my head at one time. And i'm still walking i thank god because there are people now that have no idea that that's not what we should fear we should not even fear dying even in the pandemic we had christians that feared that they were going to die i'm sorry i'm living for the lord kill me if i gotta do it if i gotta go i gotta go but i will not fear the lord because the lord feel the world because the lord hates that he hates fear He hates fear, we hate change. We fear change, and change is stopping from Christians from believing in God. It's stopping them, it's making them walk away because they don't want to do what you, you, they don't think what you're doing is right. I'm just being led by the Lord. I'm being led by the Holy Ghost. We don't have the cloud, but we have the Holy Ghost. So if the Holy Ghost says get up and go, I'm gonna get up and go. If he says, go to the skyline, I'm going to the skyline. If he says, go downtown, I'm going downtown. If he says, go to a drug addict's house, I'm going to a drug addict's house. Yeah. We cannot fear what the Lord wants us to do. So, um, see, there I go. <laughs> but this is so dear to me. This is what the Lord has shown me, what our church is going through. And he loves us. He doesn't want us to be at the edge and turn us away. He wants us to cross over. He wants us to cross over. And so uh, I'm no longer a victim. You know, it's Mother's Day. I lost my son. And I'm rejoicing. And I'm up here giving the word on Mother's Day. I don't fear. I don't fear anything. I'm no longer a victim. God allowed that to happen. He allowed my son to pass away. He allowed me to be addicted. He allowed for things when I was a child. He allowed all these things. But here I am, none of them things can touch me. None of them things are gonna stop me. None of the things that we went through is gonna stop you from going to heaven but you. You're the only one that's gonna stop it. That fear, it's, it's, a, it's a, the Lord hates it. We just, we just have to get rid of it. We have to get rid of the fear. So here we are with Joshua, sorry, here we are, and Gene's not here today, and I can't wait to talk to him, because he's my vocal point, you know, he's my cheerleader, but um, uh, so here we are in Joshua, so God pulls Joshua aside, and four times, I believe it was, I have them written down, so four times, the Lord, the whole first chapter is dedicated to Joshua and the Lord. And so if you go down to, where did I put it, I'm sorry. Uh, If you go down to Joshua, Joshua 6, be strong and of good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide an inheritance of the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and be very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that thou mayest prosper wherever, wheresoever thou shalt go. And then you go to Scripture 9. This is God. This is God saying this. Have not I commanded thee be strong and of good courage be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee whitherever we go we gotta stop living in fear of what's happening in the world. We have gotta stop thinking about what's gonna happen to our life. We gotta stop thinking about oh no. And people say, I'm not I I'm not f I'm not living in fear. Yes, you are. Because some people are afraid to pay their tithes because that they don't think they'll have enough money to pay their bills. That's fear. Some people will not get up and go to a certain place because they're afraid of that certain place. Some people will not do certain things because they're afraid they're not good enough. The Lord says, do not feel that way. Be encouraged. Be strong. Be of good courage. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. (laughs) Christian Life Assembly, his cloud is moving trying to get us into a place. He's trying to get us to cross over. And we are still standing. We're still standing at the edge because we're not sure if this is where God wants us to go. We're not sure. So we're like, well, well, it doesn't feel so good. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. Go. The Lord said, go. He commands us to go. Hallelujah. And isn't that ironic? That's the first thing. And there's another scripture in here, and I think it's, uh, let's see, 18. Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words and all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. So what makes us any different than them? What makes us any different? What, What? What? Because we have mercy. They have mercy. It's the same God here now. The same God is saying fear is something he hates. Fear of, you know, fear is just we, we got to, he's saying, I will put you to death. And that's what he did with them wandering. And the sad thing is, is there's even people amongst us. And I, I've, been, I've been repenting because God is calling us to repent of being in fear. We got to repent that off of us. Not only are we repenting to the Lord about it, but we're actually, when you repent about a certain thing, you're actually commanding that thing to leave. You're no longer going to have dominion in my life. You're going to go. You have to go. No, and that you're not agreeing with that thing. So you have to repent about it. And this is what the Lord has done for me. Uh, And he's telling me, you know, this is where my body is. My body is there right now, but he loves us so much. But he's still a just God. He's still a righteous God. He's still a God of judgment. He's still a God that he doesn't, how can we win souls? How can we allow people that don't know him to walk in here and trust him if we don't trust him? How can we we tell them the goodness of God if we say, well, I'm a little afraid we shouldn't go over there? no we shouldn't do that no don't listen to the preachers don't listen to the pastors don't listen to the elders and no because you know this might happen what are we doing to the next generation what are we teaching the next generation we have to teach the next generation no matter what we're gonna trust in the Lord no matter what I'm gonna move with the Holy Ghost no matter what I'm gonna be led by the Spirit and not by the flesh Hallelujah Hallelujah! and there's something special he's got for this congregation he's been showing me things and telling me things that I'm in awe about that I don't even want to get up and go to work I just want to just commute with him I want to know more I just want to talk to him more and uh, you know but he's also showing me things about myself things that I fear We can't, a lot of us are stuck because we don't want to get that off of us. So we think we're being elevated, but we're not. When we're being elevated, it's of our own, not of the Lord, you know. Because even afterwards, they knew they were wrong. The children of Israel knew they were wrong. And so they're like, okay, sorry, we're going to go, we're going to go. And God's like, I'm not going to be with you. I'm not going to be with you and they were destroyed. They were destroyed. And he's their chosen people. He chose them, he chose us. He pulled us out of the darkness. I did not deserve to be here. I, am, I, was, I was this high in mud. <laughs> I, I didn't, we, we don't. Um, and so I wanna, um, when we talk about Timothy, Um, The reason why the Lord gave me that scripture, um, this scripture in Timothy, it talks about, um, it was a time where Paul wrote a letter to Timothy, and Paul loved Timothy. That was his spiritual son. You know, uh, it was his son. And so um, it was in a time where the church was in apostasy. It was declining. Apostasy is when Christians move away from Christianity fear, the world, whatever it is, and you th- think they're right, yeah. but they're not. They're moving away from the truth. Yeah. And so this is getting ready to happen. This is happening right now. And so Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, uh, and th- this, is, this is more important. This is really important because it says, wherefore, in Scripture 6, wherefore I put thee in remembrance. He's trying to remind Timothy that no matter what's going on, remember. And so God wants all of us here today, each and every one of us, he has spoken to me so strong, so specific, that he wants everyone to remember the gift that is in us, the Holy Ghost the gift that is in us, that by laying out of hands, someone laid their hands, or whether they laid their hands on you or whether they didn't, you received the gift of God. God is not fear. Fear is not inside of you. And God wants to remind us, remember the gift that I gave you. Let nothing come up fear against you. Nothing. So when that spirit of fear, it's a strong spirit. It's very strong, and it's very here. It's very present. It's very present in our time. We have to come out from among them and be separate. We have to separate ourselves from the world and show them we don't fear like you fear. We're not afraid like you're afraid. We're not. We're not going to walk in fear. We're going to go wherever we want to go, because the Lord has given us liberty. You don't want to gather at your thing, Well, guess what? We're all getting ready to go to ladies' convention. We're driving, we don't need a plane. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, fear will stop you from doing what God has called you to do. And even in the most simplest thing, he'll stop you from living for him. He'll, fear will cause you to sin. Fear will cause you to sin. It will stop you from listening to his word. It'll stop you from ministering to others. It'll get the world to start becoming more attractive because you're so afraid of the world, you've got to be a part of it. Cause you gotta be a part of it. You'd rather you know be in it so that that, that it's not gonna hurt you. Forget that. God said, "Come over here." Yeah. Yeah. Forget that. God said, "Do not, do not, go amongst them." And so Paul is telling Timothy. He's encouraging Timothy. And this is right before Paul died. Paul knows he's getting ready to die. You got the spirit of God in you. You know God's next move in your life. I'm just saying. So, but he says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. So anything we're going through, we can conquer. We can fear. If if you're having problems, financial problems, we're not supposed to fear. God is going to take care of it. Whatever, everything, anything you're going through, uh, family problems, you know, uh, health problems, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm getting ready to die. Well, Lord, take me. If you want me to go, take me. I'm just going to minister all the way out the door. Uh, Sister Eva, Sister Eva, I remember Sister Eva. We went up to the hospital with her. She was laying in a hospital bed. She could not even move, yet she was putting scriptures on masks and handing them out, putting scriptures. She said, I will will minister until the day the Lord takes my last breath, and that's what she did. She had no fear. She had no fear. She knew she was getting ready to die. She still had a little bit of hope that God was going to save her, but he did. He did, because she has a crown of life right now. She's got a crown waiting to be put on the top of her head. But some of us, fear will grip us. It will grip us. And the Lord doesn't want us to fear. He does not. Um, it's, it's so, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, but again, I can't express enough that we're not people of fear. This is, there's so many things that God separates us from. A reason for, you know, and the, 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 if they fear, it's because they don't have the Holy Ghost, and if a Holy Ghost-filled person is feared, it's because your Holy Ghost is not stirred up. It's because you're not, you're not, you're not rejoicing. You're not praying. You're not worshiping. You're not reading the Word, because if you have all that, it's going to cast out the fear immediately. You have to go. You have to flee from me. You're not going to paralyze me no more, and this is, this is where God wants us to be, This is where God wants us to be, a personal revival. He wants us, churches, I've been living for the Lord a long time, on and off, but I'm here. You know, we have ladies that have been here before I got here. They're here, but they still need to be renewed. I still need to be renewed in the spirit today because God is trying to tell us something, and we shouldn't take it lightly. We should not take this lightly and say, oh, it's just not for me, I don't fear. Stop, God is saying, all, all come to repentance. Come to repentance, I need you all in one mind, one accord. We all need to be on this together because something's getting ready to take place. And you're either gonna be over here wandering, you could be over here wandering, but I'm going over here, I'm going where the Holy Ghost is going, I'm going where the cloud is going, I'm going where the, where the word is. Hallelujah, hallelujah! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Lord God! Oh, Lord God, have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Remove the fear from this place. Remove any fear that be in us, Lord God. Set us free. Oh, we cast it down in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, we've made up our mind. Let us be renewed in you. Let us be renewed, renewed, renewed. And when it says, when he when he spoke to me, and he said, you know, be be renewed in in the faith, um, in your faith in God, not just saying, oh, the doctrine or. Or you know, oh my church or or even my pastor. No, no. What he's saying is, renew your trust in me. Renew your trust in me. Don't worry about all this that's going on around you. Trust me. Have I not brought you this far? Have I not gotten you this far? I mean, we are a people of God. We're a Holy Ghost-filled people. Where would I be without the Holy Ghost? I would be deceived. I would be lost. I would be dying in my sins. My children would be dying in their sins. Just because my kids aren't here don't mean they ain't coming. They're coming, they're coming because I am going to stand my ground. Because I'm not going to wander. I'm going to enter into the promised land and the, the, my children will follow. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus hallelujah jesus i don't even know how long i am and i i'm not a good sense of time person brother Alan. <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> but i just want to alter call don't worry about who's next to you actually worry about who's next to you because the person next to you they could be either going to hell or they could be going to heaven so, it's up to us to be on fire for God so that they can catch on fire when they sit next to us. So, they, when they are down, we can say, Don't fear, God is near. Hallelujah. So, I'm just calling everybody to an altar call. Repent today. Ask the Lord to remove the fear today. Hallelujah. Musicians, you can come. Hallelujah.